Hello and welcome to the Wingnet Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond. Personally, I have been to 50 countries. I've met so many people in my travels that I want to bring them on this podcast and get their story on record. I have plenty of tips and stories to share with you as well. Are you a backpacker or a traveller or gap year student or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. Throughout the weeks and months, you'll get many guests and solo episodes where I try to cover all range of subjects within travel. This is a casual and informative travel podcast to inspire you to travel in the future. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting this. And I'll see you soon. Cheers, James. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with Tee Public, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to this Greece series episode one and we are in Athens today spent about two and a half days here so I'm going to share what I got up to some tips and tricks some places of interest that might interest you and also some small details that make the trip even better I'm going to go in chronological order from day one to pretty much the time that we left now getting there we booked a whiz air flight well in advance and I'm talking about probably almost six months in advance um maybe five months and it only cost 22 pounds one way and my return flight is actually a bit more expensive because of the date i'm flying back on the 23rd and i've chosen a different airport but if you go from luton airport near london you can get a seriously cheap flight there's a caveat to this though was there seems to be permanently delayed whether it's going there to athens or any other flight that i saw and even when my mum flew back uh, yesterday, it was delayed by a few hours. So you do expect delays. They are a low-cost airline. Um, space is a premium. Just bear that in mind. Just going to touch on very quickly before we get in details here, is that I have a new Osprey 5.40-litre bag, which I'm planning to use for travels going forward. The reason I bought this bag is because it could be hand luggage. Now, I took it on as hand luggage on the Wizz Air flight. Number one, it does not fit under the seat. And as always with these low-cost airlines, they're always full because they're cheap. And if you don't get in as a priority pass, like Ryanair does priority passes, and you can't get in before the rest of the crew and the overhead lockers are full, then you're going to struggle. So it took me about five minutes at the end to try and get this bloody thing out. It actually didn't fit under the seat. So please bear that in mind. I'm now going to change my flight on the way back to Stansted next week to make sure I have priority so I can get in quick and get it above on the overhead lockers. Just a tip there. A normal backpack is fine, but like those bigger ones where you get away with being a carry-on, there's no problem getting in to the flight, but to spare mind, space could be a premium. After all that said and done, we were supposed to get into Athens probably around 2 to 2.30pm. We did not get into Airbnb until about 4pm. And by this point, the whole afternoon that we had planned was kind of gone, unfortunately. Um, but if you get into 
Athens Airport, you can get a direct train from the airport to Monastiraki Square, which is right in the thick of it in Athens. That's where the base of the Acropolis is, pretty much. And it takes about 40 minutes, nine euros one way. Then it took another 12 minutes to walk to the Airbnb. Our Airbnb is located Thermolion 17. Um, I can share details of that in the show notes if you need. And it's kind of about 10 minutes outside of the main central bit of Athens. So you're kind of away from all the crazy stuff, um, but there's still enough going on in that area. The Airbnb only costs $50 a night. We actually got asked by someone who was actually coming up the stairs of us as we entered the building. And I was interested about how much we were paying for it. Not sure if they individually owned those flats or if it's one person, but he was very interested to see how much that costs. And the Airbnb was sensational in terms of the view. The Acropolis, unbelievable. I've shared pics on my social media. It's at the top floor, so the seventh floor of this apartment block. And it has like a real big outdoor area, which is covered. Um, It's not a balcony, um, but it's not also airtight, so it can get a bit chilly up there, especially in the winter. I reckon in the summer it's really nice with the breeze. But the view is just all around Athens, but the main view is the Acropolis. Unbelievable. In terms of the... Airbnb in total, it says it can house three people, which is true. It has a sofa bed and a double bed, um, but there's a few quirks to it. The key to the door was a nightmare. just didn't work. We eventually got in after 10 minutes of trying every time. Not sure what the go is with that. And also, it's pretty cosy. The toilet's pretty small, so for someone like me who's quite big, sitting on the toilet was a, a difficult thing. O- overall, great location and didn't mind the Airbnb. Fairly comfortable and quiet. So for me personally, after travelling from Canada to London the day before, and then pretty much travelling all day to get to Athens, we ventured out to a local restaurant near Thessio Station called Gyrus Strula. It's a type of restaurant where you have a huge menu, and they serve souvlaki, grilled platters, salads, all that, and you go up to the counter, order your food, take a tray, and then they call you with a little buzzer, and you go and collect it yourself. And it's a pretty fairly local restaurant in a busy area. Um, it's a bit cheaper on the prices and the portions are huge on the food um, the souvlaki is only €3.50 um, that's pretty cool I got the grilled platter at €8.50 which is a bit of souvlaki, three sticks potatoes, salad pita bread, a bit of mayonnaise so it does absolutely fill you up but overall it's kind of what I would call a bit of an earthy restaurant uh, I reckon even locals go there just to get something cheap and cheerful um, but all around this area, there's like a bit more of a touristy type of cafes and restaurants. Um, but this is the best I could find that I would call semi-local. After that, knackered, in bed, and had to go to sleep because I only had four hours sleep in the last two days. So day two was Zampano Cafe, Acropolis, the Parthenon, the Acropolis Museum, and the Temple of Zeus. So basically, I ordered a skip the queue ticket for the Acropolis, which consists of six or seven sites at €32 each. Bearing in mind that in the summer, this would be a great idea because of the queues. I would highly recommend this. In the winter, there's no one there. You can pretty much queue up for about a minute, get your ticket and go in. So I actually don't think you need it in the winter, but I wasn't sure, so I booked it anyway. So the Acropolis tickets website has this, and it includes the Agora of Athens, the Acropolis itself, Temple of Zeus, Hadrian's Library... And a few more. I will tell you now that the Temple of Zeus, for example, has structural work going on. And quite a bit of these sites do in the winter because it's the off-season. 
So just bear in mind that if you're looking to get that photo, um, I'll put a photo of it on the on my Instagram, but it's not going to be the most idyllic thing you'll see. Um, so yeah, that is a thing in the winter if you're traveling off season that this when they do their work. So just bear that in mind. But before the day ahead, I went to a super trendy cafe called Zampano Cafe for a trendy breakfast and coffee. Actually, had two coffees because it's that good. If you want to know more about this cafe, check out my the Trendy Coffee podcast on YouTube or on, or on any podcast platform. We'll go into some more detail about this cafe. But I smashed in a Kayana breakfast, which is a scrambled egg cooked in a tomato sauce with feta cheese, tomatoes and spinach, and served with sourdough. Couldn't believe how good it was. And this is located on Saar 18 Street. So this is like in the central bit of Athens, which we're just a little bit outside. But because we're quite close, only 10 minute walk for us. From there, we walk to the Acropolis. Now, you see the Acropolis all around the city. And it's an easy access to the Acropolis. It's just a little walk up the hill. There's a lovely walkway from the Thessio Station, which goes along the bottom of the Acropolis. And you go up the hill towards the gate to show your ticket to scan in and go up to the Acropolis itself. Very touristy bit of stretch of walk because obviously you've got restaurants there. People selling stuff, but super easy to navigate. So a 20 minute walk around the base, got to the ticket site, scan ticket, super easy, we're in. And then it's just the final steps up to see the main Parthenon. And when you go up the steps, this is where the crowds come in. And even in this time of year, there's quite a few people about. Um, but the views of Athens, 360 views are sensational. So you walk up the steps, get into the grounds of the Acropolis. And you see the Acropolis, there she is, the Parthenon. Unbelievable views. And you can walk around it, you can't walk in it. Um, there's a crane in it, they're doing constant work on it. Um, but you can walk all around it and see the views of Athens and the 360 view, and you can look back on the Parthenon and get a, a decent pic there. I have got plenty of pictures and videos from that time up there, and I was just in awe of the view, like absolute sensation. This is a must thing to do in Athens, you've got to go and do it. There was also decent weather, and it's actually starting to get too hot. And we're talking around 18 to 20 degrees. Um, I wasn't wearing shorts at the time, because obviously, it's a bit chillier down on lower ground, but just bear in mind, even in the winter, it can get fairly mild. Then we made our way down to the Temple of Zeus. Again, as I said earlier, it has a lot of scaffolding on it, so I didn't really get to see what it's really about, um, but checked it out anyway, got a few photos. I reckon in the summer it's fairly normal because that's when the height of the season is. And then we walked slightly back on ourselves to the Acropolis Museum, which only cost five euros for entry, which is super cheap. We spent a couple of hours in there checking out all the artifacts, all the old stuff. The real cool thing about this museum is it's got the excavation site beneath it. So it's got, I think it's got four levels. You should really go check it out. It's unbelievable that they just excavated all the stuff out and built this museum on top of it. It's pretty incredible how it's done. I'm not huge into museums, but this sort of stuff I was absolutely number one going to go to. And I would highly recommend going during the week. Not too busy. And uh, a nice coffee and cake at the top overlooking the Acropolis and it's a fantastic museum for such a cheap price get in there after walking around all those different sites I think we're smashing 16, 17,000 steps and it's just knackered I think I had a bit of jet lag as well unfortunately um, but we had dinner at Cafe Neo the Canaria this is a local cafe near our Airbnb so it's not in the central bit of Athens it's been the area that we're staying in and it's a tapas style and we've got some medium sized plates to share some mung mackerel, I had a bit of chicken, a bit of salad, some potatoes, some grilled mushrooms, which were unbelievable. And 
Um, I tried a Greek coffee for the first time. Wait, it says Greek coffee? I said, yeah, he goes, do you want sugar? I was like, nah. He's like, oh. And he was very surprised at my reaction to that. Got the Greek coffee within seconds, probably less than seconds. I was like, holy cow, this is strong. And I quickly called him over to get some sugar and he just laughed at me. So Greek coffee is brilliant, but very, very strong. It's a bit like Turkish coffee. I don't have sugar in my coffee, but my word, that was that strong. I needed it. Went back to the Airbnb apartment because the view at night is incredible. The Acropolis is lit up. It's just nice to chill out, play some cards and kind of see the night through. Day three, the last kind of full day in Athens. We decided to go and check out the ancient Agora of Athens, which included the ticket I bought the day before. The Panathenaic Stadium, which is where the Olympic Games was originally, and the National Archaeological Museum. Leisurely starts in the morning, because I think we're knackered from the day before. Went for breakfast and coffee at I Feel Brunch Restaurant, which is on Karaskaki Street. This seems to be a main popular street. And Zampano Cafe is at the top of it. You walk down the street, this restaurant's left, right. And it seems to be fairly popular. Nice little cobble street. Um, no vehicles down there, really. And it's such a cooler area I reckon it's quite hip for like youngsters to go down and chat with friends but we've stopped off I feel got another episode recorded for that so check out my trendy coffee podcast next week and I smashed in an omelette a Greek omelette with some potatoes and the coffee was fantastic Impanema coffee don't know much about them obviously it's Brazilian would highly recommend from there it's a 10 minute walk to ancient agora of Athens the ancient agora is a collection point in history of people just to have like Things to sell, meat for drinks, meat to discuss political stuff, all this sort of stuff. And there's like a mini Acropolis in there and a mini temple in that. So that's pretty cool to go and see. They rebuilt a modern version and that was actually pretty cool to go in and walk along. It's got like little columns through the middle and through the outside. I guess what it would have looked like back in the day. And it's made of marble. That's pretty cool to go and see. I highly recommend the Agora. I don't think you need too much time there walk around check it all out and then it's right in the heart of the base of the acropolis so you're going to see the acropolis that pretty much every time you walk outside unbelievable then we took a bit of a trek here to the panathenaic stadium which is near the temple of zeus and it took 25 minutes and we bought a ticket for 10 euros to go inside and this place apparently can hold 60,000 people and i believe that and you can literally go on anything in the stadium you can go on the track the running track at the front and at the base you can go right up to the top of the stadium and it's just got a sensational view. And it's the 2,500 years of history there. It's so worth checking out. I thought 10 euros is a great investment. You can go into the stadium and check out all the bit of history of the Olympics they've had since the modern day Olympics started in 1896. I'm not into Olympics that much, but the history, the stadium was pretty cool and it was nowhere near busy. I, we saw maybe 10, 15 people. Got the classic photo of me taking a race on the running track. Really, really cool. After checking that out, we made our way to the National Archaeological Museum, which was another 20-minute walk. But it's along the road via the Presidential Palace. And I had loads of police, army, I think even secret police, press. And these soldiers, which I think are part of the army, they're a bit like the guards in London at Buckingham Palace. They've got some strange shoes on and they're doing like marching up and down the road. Um, You can go and see those guys. And yeah, pretty buzzing with activity around there. We didn't actually realise what it was until I researched it as we were walking. And just after that, we stopped off at a cafe called the IT Cafe, which was super trendy for the people in suits, meeting up for lunch. Um, I 
feel we're kind of a bit out of place there a little bit with how we addressed that it seems to be a good meeting place for business people and stuff like that. And the street that this was on is called Scufa. And this looks a pretty trendy little street. Non-touristy, it seems to be where expensive shops are, the businesses are, and the super trendy cafes are. I don't think there's many tourists apart from us walking down there. Which is kind of, again, just belief the Acropolis is pretty cool. Quite hilly, quite a small street. Nightmare to drive down if you're driving a car. Nice coffee, rest, and then we made our way along the road towards the National Archaeological Museum, which was a six euros entry each. And it has got a plethora of stuff in there. All the stuff they found from digging up around Athens and Greece. And it's just one room after another of all the stuff. Quite a lot to take in. And yeah, we've done as much as we could before we made our way back to the apartment. And then to finish the night off, we got a local Savlaki recommendation. We kind of want to do a bit more local places. We both got a Sivlaki, which came with one stick of meat, chips, and a pit of bread. At a place called Kalamakia o Elvis. And it cost two euros. What a deal. We got some extra chips to share. But between us, I think nine euros. And that's included a drink for me as well. So unreal value. Go and check those guys out. They're real local places. You can take out on this place as well. And it seems to be that Athenians kind of drop in there, get their stuff and go. Not really many places to sit outside of it. Um, but yeah, that was us for Athens. And then we were up next morning early to get the train to the airport to catch a flight. The one thing I'd say about getting the train to the airport is we got the metro from Monastiraki, where we got into first of all. And this train, same price, nine euros, stopped off at another metro station where it kind of stopped. And someone told us to get out because it was like, the end of the line but I thought it went all the way there so actually you stop off at this place at the station and then you change to the airport train I'm not sure where that airport train comes from originally so going from the airport to Athens is easy you get a train straight into Monastiraki but going from Monastiraki to the airport you have to change so just bear that in mind and add that into your timings because it was an extra 25 minutes onto the journey luckily we left fairly early to give ourselves enough time so that was Athens in a nutshell, really. Lots of stuff. I found it very cheap, very good value for like entering all these sites. Summer, not sure, could be more expensive, more difficult. In the summer, I would recommend getting that pass and getting the tickets booked online so you don't miss out. And I reckon the Acropolis, for example, you need to get there really early in the summer. But in the off-season, no one about, straight in, no stress. And we walked a serious amount of steps in those two or three days. And now in Kapathos Island and had an interesting start. I'll talk more about that on this week's episode of that. But for now, hopefully there's enough there in Athens to get you started with. And yeah, I'll catch you next time for episode two of this Grease series. Thanks so much. Catch ya.